Please be advised that this podcast is not a production of the City of Greater Bendigo. The views and ideas expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas of the City of Greater Bendigo Council or organisation. The Victorian 2026 Commonwealth Games have been cancelled and tonight is the July Ordinary Council meeting. Hello, my name is Matthew Evans and welcome to my weekly podcast in our local community. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of my weekly podcast in our local community. My name is Matthew Evans. I'm an Epilogue Ward Councillor for the City of Greater Bendigo. It's really great to have you listening in or watching the video podcast on my YouTube channel. Uh, I do apologise for not having an episode last week. I have been uh, getting ready for a full week of my new job outside of uh, Council, which is Events and Marketing at Girton Grammar. So uh, it has been a big week, uh, the return of the start of term three, semester two for Girton. So that's why I've been busy. So I had a, a week off, I'll, I'll put it that way. But uh, of course, it has been a big week and it has been dominated by the news that the Commonwealth Games uh, set to be held in regional Victoria has been cancelled. But we'll, of course, we'll discuss that further on in this podcast. As always, uh, on any given topic or if you've got any questions or anything you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, uh, please get in touch, as always. Uh, my contact details are on my website, mattyevansmedia.com. And uh, feel free to get in touch via social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, LinkedIn, and of course, YouTube. Of course, this is the podcast where we talk about what's been happening in our community, some of the things that I've been up to, uh, and we'll also share uh, some insights as to some of the big things that have happened uh, in local government more broadly across our local community uh, and of course the topics that matter to you and uh, there's going to be two topics in this week's episode we're going to just focus on just two topics so uh, it'll be a short and sharp episode we're going to unpack the cancellation of the 2026 victoria commonwealth games uh, and the fallout of that and just some honest uh, feelings of uh, how I feel about the situation and just relaying some of the things that people have said to me in the community. Uh, and of course, uh, given that it is a council meeting tonight, we'll run through the agenda for the July 2023 ordinary council meeting. We've got a few items on the agenda. So we'll read through the agenda and we'll go through some of the important changes that have been made for this and future council meetings regarding public question time, which certainly will raise a bit of interest there. Uh, and of course, we'll preview uh, next week's episode and go through all the things that we can look forward to in the weeks and months ahead. So without further ado, let's get really stuck into our first main topic. Well, the first main topic that we're going to unpack is the cancellation of the Commonwealth Games. And on Tuesday, the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, uh, announced that the Victoria 2026 Commonwealth Games will no longer go ahead uh, in regional Victoria, and it won't happen in Victoria at all. They've been cancelled. Uh, the announcement sent shockwaves not just through Victoria. Uh, it caught a lot of people off guard. Um, 
I found out through a text message from a fellow councillor from another municipality. Um, I know that some found out through the media. Uh, a lot of people got very little notice of this and it certainly came as a shock. And the main reason that the games uh, were cancelled and it was cited by Daniel Andrews uh, in his press conference on Tuesday was that uh, the cost of hosting the games was simply way too much. Uh, it had estimated to be a blowout uh, in the order of six to seven billion dollars, uh, which is a lot more than what was originally budgeted for the games, which was 2.6 billion dollars. So the reaction right across, whether it was from athletes, whether it was from officials, from sporting organisations, uh, particularly from community organisations, uh, those who run a community sports organisation, a lot of volunteers who run the netball and the volleyball and the cross country and uh, various other Commonwealth Games sport, uh, were really disappointed. And the fallout has been huge, there's no doubt about that. And look, the, the announcement was just incredibly disappointing, like incredibly disappointing. This would have been such a huge opportunity for regional Victoria to host a major event, a major international event, and uh, they're going to miss out. And uh, it's certainly done a lot of damage in my view, and a lot of people share that view. I've heard it on the radio. I was listening to people on commercial radio talk about it. A lot of people commenting on you know, the disappointment of not having a major event like this, even asking basic questions like, why did we bid for the games at all if it was going to cost this much and how could they get the numbers so wrong like how could it possibly blow out so there's been a huge reaction um, from the athletes especially the disappointment of not having a, a home games to compete with uh, and it certainly has sent uh, shockwaves through and i think the 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 comments made by the ceo of the commonwealth games australia were quite telling actually um, a real rebuttal of uh, what the, the Victorian state government um, put out on Tuesday. And I, look, I, I put out some initial words. I think Victorians and regional Victorians uh, need to know more. They deserve to know more about what has happened. Uh, and they need to, the government really does need to answer some pretty basic questions. And I have to say, there's a lot that is in the media at the moment. And yeah, sure, some of it's being slowly revealed and the truth of the matter is slowly being peeled away, but there is still much more, still much more that needs to be said about the Commonwealth Games and, and why it was cancelled, the decision process. Uh, there needs to be a, a thorough investigation into it. There needs to be a higher level of accountability too. You cannot simply just rip up a contract like this and, uh, and not expect it to cost as much. In fact, I mean, there's reports that it could cost billions of dollars and um, essentially it could cost as much to uh, cancel the games as much as it they had originally budgeted for. And this is a state project. I know councils were willing to be partners. I know this was a, a huge opportunity for regional communities, regional cities to play a role in hosting the games. I, again, I've said many times and many times previously on this podcast, I'm a big supporter of the games. I'm a big supporter of major events in the regions. And of course, people know my track record and my advocacy for more major events to be held in in Bendigo. And this would have had an opportunity to, to set that up for the future. But instead, uh, frankly, we've got a lot of egg on our face. And and look, and there's many disappointing layers to this. And I want to pick one particular point in amongst many, because I know a lot of people have said it, you already know about it. But 
there were a lot of people who were employed right across well, local government, in the state government even, who were employed specifically for the games. And I know those people, many of them very good people, very capable public servants, they were very excited uh, to be working on the Commonwealth Games. The opportunity to work on such a, an exciting project and to be dedicated to something for the next few years, to, to really create a legacy, to be part of something incredibly special. And I think that's what a lot of people were looking forward to. But a lot of those people went to work on Tuesday uh, to find out that the games had been cancelled and they left uh, home, they went home that day without a job. And that is incredibly uh, disappointing. So uh, I will say that, um, that look, and the government has said that uh, with the cancellation of these games, the funds uh, or the commitments will see uh, community sporting infrastructure, what they would describe as legacy funding for the project. So a lot of community sports infrastructure. So that's a positive. Uh, the government has said that they will uh, divert the funds to social and affordable housing. So I guess delivering uh, what would have been the athletes villages for social and affordable housing. A lot of people uh, would say that's a good thing. I would say that's a good thing too. I would say also that the details need to come out and we need to find out more information about that and perhaps what the thinking or the changes might be. And especially when there's an there's no longer this timeline, uh, what the expectation uh, could be. But uh, look, there has really been a lot of damage done to our reputation. Uh, it's done a lot of damage to the reputation of regional communities. Uh, it's done a lot of damage to uh, the reputation of this state, uh, of Melbourne even, uh, but even partially to uh, the uh, reputation of the nation uh, and there's a lot of tension and a lot of blowback. So this has been an incredibly disappointing uh, outcome. Um, there is one other perhaps positive outcome. I mentioned before the two, uh, the um, well, the fact that social and affordable housing will get a little more funding and uh, the sports community infrastructure will be uh, delivered, which, which again, we'll see the detail, but that's at least one good outcome. But I think as well, if I'm really being honest, it, the Premier from the outset said this was going to be a regional development games. And given how behind the scenes the, the process of rushing, uh, it was it did seem rushed. They had a lot of time that they needed to catch up on. Uh, there were a lot of conversations. There were a lot of stakeholders were quite anxious about how this was going along. Um, and I was actually speaking to someone who was who's actually studying uh, to be a planner. And uh, they made an interesting observation that uh, for all this opportunity and growth, uh, we have to do it in a sustainable way. And perhaps we might have been rushing the regional development element of it. And we weren't really entrenching a very good legacy outcome. And we probably could have, we could be sparing ourselves from entrenching poor outcomes. So I guess that is uh, a blessing. But uh, overall, a lot of damage has been done. And um, it, it, as I said before, it essentially is going to cost as much to cancel the games than what we had originally budgeted, um, when I say we, the state government had originally budgeted for the $2.6 billion. But of course, we've got to see uh, what the fallout is. The fallout will no doubt continue. But um, I have to say as well, and this might generate a little bit of news or a bit of controversy, but uh, I think to those people, particularly in councils who dedicated a lot of work, uh, much of which was in addition to their job descriptions. Uh, there were positions that were created especially for 
the Commonwealth Games. City councils, uh, particularly those hosting the games, had invested a lot of ratepayers' money to no avail on what it was essentially, and what it was, it was a state project. So it is my view that councils should be uh, reimbursed. Uh, by extension, that means ratepayers should be reimbursed for the amount of work that was done on the Commonwealth Games only for the Victorian government to cancel it. So uh, that's my personal view. That's certainly not a view held uh, widely, certainly not held by our council or uh, as a collective, but it is certainly my view that councils uh, should be compensated. And it's not just the main uh, host cities. Uh, there were a number of other councils, uh, neighbouring councils, who had invested a lot of time, a lot of ratepayers' resources into uh, planning for the Commonwealth Games. So that's just my view. I think councils should be, uh, and by extension, uh, ratepayers should be compensated. But uh, what's most important out of all of this uh, is that the timelines have shifted. Yes, we may see investment. We wait to see the detail of that. But fundamentally, Victorians and regional Victorians deserve to know the truth about what has happened with the Commonwealth Games. And uh, frankly, there needs to be less uh, are less apologizers for or people who are less apologetic for the government. Uh, there has to be a higher level of accountability and uh, the truth really needs to come out. So Victorians and regional Victorians deserve to know the truth about what has happened. Uh, but of course, I'd be interested to know what you think on what's happened. Were you disappointed about the games? Are you pleased to see that the games uh, are not going ahead? Uh, would you like to know more about the process? Uh, do you have any basic questions that you'd like to know? Um, feel free to uh, provide me with your thoughts. I'd be keen to know what you think on, on this, but um, we'll see how it all plays out. There's a lot more to play out with this news. So disappointing, the Commonwealth Games in Victoria 2026 are no longer going ahead. In our second main topic, we're going to go through the agenda for tonight's council meeting, the July 2023 Ordinary Council meeting, uh, of course, tonight at the Bendigo Town Hall, starting from 6pm. Now, before we read through the agenda, now, as you know, I won't go through each item, tell you what it's about. I'm just going to read the list that's on the agenda. But uh, there have been some changes that have been made to the structure of our council meetings, particularly relating to our public question time. So for the remainder of this year, if you want to attend a council meeting and sit in the public gallery, you will need to show photo ID uh, upon entry. And if you want, uh, so this is the main change, if you want a question answered as part of question time, it must be lodged by 4pm on the Friday before the scheduled meeting. So there will, be, there will be no opportunities for the gallery to ask questions on the night. So that's the big change that has happened. And of course, if you are watching the episode today for tonight, um, that's obviously too late. Um, but for future reference and for the rest of the, the council meetings for this year, um, if you want to lodge a question for public question time, uh, you need to do so by heading to the City of Greater Bendigo's website, www.bendigo.vic.gov.au forward slash questions for council and I've provided a link in the description for this episode um, and more information can be found on the city's website and I've also provided a link to all the information outlining this change to public question time. So that's something that uh, I think you need to be aware, particularly those who are 
uh, keen to participate by asking a question. Um, so just be mindful of those changes. Now, we're going to go through the agenda. I'm just going to grab my uh, copy of the agenda here. So, so tonight's council meeting, uh, it's probably a shorter one, uh, certainly shorter than the last council meeting that we had. Um, so just reading through, uh, as we mentioned, there's the public question time and those uh, new changes there. Uh, we'll scroll through, we've got uh, the ward report. So Councillor O'Rourke is going to do one for the Epilock ward. Uh, our Deputy Mayor, Councillor Jennifer Olden, will do the Lockwood Ward report, and Councillor David Fagg will do the Whipstick Ward report. So uh, so they're the ward reports. Uh, we'll go through all the other motions. We've got a, a petition that's coming to us uh, on the change to end temporary outdoor dining arrangements. So we have one petition there. Uh, we've got uh, under Leaded and Govern for All, we've got the Audit and Risk Committee meeting minutes from the May 2023 Audit and Risk Committee meeting. Uh, and we've also got contracts awarded under delegation. So that's under lead and govern for all. Under healthy, livable spaces and places, we've got uh, a few items here. We've got the planning scheme amendment C247GBN correction and planning scheme review part two implementation. Uh, we've got uh, we've basically got a planning scheme change and uh, or rezoning I should say and uh, a lot of a 78 lot subdivision uh, for Sard Street and Epsom so uh, quite a meaty item on the agenda there uh, and then we've also got uh, one for uh, a property a use and development of a dwelling uh, in a place uh, Mount Ida Lane in Heathcote so. They're the ones under that particular topic. And then we've got the one that's uh, going to generate a lot of uh, media talk, and it already has, of course, is uh, under Aboriginal Reconciliation, we have a January 26 Statement of Intent and Australia Day Citizenship Ceremony. So uh, that will generate a lot of discussion, uh, no doubt, particularly uh, given that the last council meeting council established a position of yes on the voice to Parliament uh, for the upcoming referendum there. So uh, they're the items on the agenda. Uh, there's really not much else other than uh, the Mayor will give uh, her report. Uh, the CEO uh, will give a report too. Um, I believe the acting CEO actually will give a report. Uh, and there are a few uh, confidential items and that's where the meeting will be closed off to the public and the live stream will shut. So. That's a quick run through of the agenda for tonight's council meeting. Uh, again, quite a few items uh, there. Uh, please note the changes that I mentioned before around the changes to public question time. So uh, for future meetings, please know that there's a new process there. But yeah, tonight's uh, council meeting, the July 2023 Ordinary Council meeting will start at 6pm at the Bendigo Town Hall. The full agenda and the Live stream will be available on the city's website. And again, I've provided a link in the description of this episode. So make sure you check that out. And if you want to tune in uh, in the comfort of your home, uh, your own home on a very cold winter's night, uh, feel free to do so. But you can also listen via community radio, Phoenix FM 106.7. So uh, hopefully everyone's going to tune in to tonight's council meeting.
So yeah, this has been a very short and sharp uh, episode. Uh, and um, yeah, there's certainly a lot happening in the community too. Uh, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm particularly looking forward to the Heathcote uh, Wine Show Dinner, uh, which is a big event on the calendar. A lot of industry heavyweights. It is a, it is a proud night to be part of. So I'm looking forward to that during the week. And of course, there's so much happening in our community right across whatever uh, takes your interest. In fact, um, a bit of a shout out here in the Bendigo Times, and I think a number of newspapers have it. I think the Addy have this section from time to time, but particularly in the Bendigo Times, uh, which is put out weekly on a Friday, uh, is there's actually a really good spread of community events. And if you go check that out, you'll actually see there are so many things happening in our local community. Uh, something to uh, interest everybody, no doubt. So make sure you head along to that. There's always plenty of things happening at our Bendigo venues and events. There's a lot of happening things happening at the art gallery too. So um, there's a lot happening, a lot happening in uh, relative spaces. I know that the football netball seasons, the sporting seasons uh, right across uh, different sports are, are continuing. So lots happening in the community. We'll unpack them in future episodes. So uh, before we wrap up this very quick uh, episode, uh, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on some of the topics that we discussed today, or just on anything in general, or things that you would like me to discuss in further detail on the podcast, whether you, you know, perspectives on particular things that have happened in local government. Of course, feel free to get in touch. As always, my details are on my website, maddieevansmedia.com. And feel free to connect via social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, LinkedIn, and of course, YouTube. So stay tuned for the next episode. Looking forward to putting that out uh, next week. Uh, we'll see how we go, depending on workload. But uh, all episodes of the podcast, including this one, uh, are available on my website, on my YouTube channel, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So that's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of the week. Stay classy, Greater Bendigo, and see you in our local community.